Welcome to show 22 of the Cloth Diaper Podcast. Today's episode is an interview with Mohammed from Little Helper Diapers. Podcast is a weekly show dedicated to everything cloth diaper. We talk to cloth diaper brands, retailers, and parents from around the world about their cloth diapering journey. My name is Bailey. I'm the host of the Cloth Diaper Podcast. I was and still am a cloth diaper blogger. I work for a cloth diaper brand now, and I do this little passion project on the side because I love talking everything cloth diaper. I'm really excited about today's show. So I have a follower slash, let's just call her a friend, Leanne, and she is a brand investor for Little Helper, but she's also just like a great Instagram friend of mine. And she really encouraged me to get Muhammad on the phone. She said, you know what, I'd love it if you did this. And Little Helper has a ton of information on their website. They are completely transparent. And even though I scoured their website and I read and I watched their videos, this conversation with Muhammad from Little Helpers was amazing. It was gorgeous. It was beautiful. I cried. And... Um, I really hope that you enjoy it. Well, Muhammad is one of the two owners of Little Helper Diapers, which is a Canadian-based cloth diaper company. They have been in the cloth diaper industry for a very long time, and I've actually never tried their diapers, but I did order their starter kit in the month of December, part of their trial pricing, and I will be excited to check it out. Um, in the meanwhile, though, Muhammad does a great little introduction, so I'm not sure if there's anything else... I need to tell you. As always, I will have everything in the show notes that you need to know. That's at www.clothdiaperpodcast.com. And if you follow the show for a while, you know that show notes are my least favorite thing to do. So there's like a 50-50 chance they'll actually be released the same day you're listening to this podcast. But go check them out. And um, that's enough rambling for me. Nadir, my business partner, and I both are aerospace engineers, and we started the company. So we have both have a bachelor's and a master's in aerospace engineering. We both worked in the industry. I was making planes for Bombardier Aerospace. It's uh, the largest uh, aircraft manufacturer, one of the largest, third largest ma aircraft manufacturer in the world. And I worked with them for three years, and Nadir still works for MDA Robotics, which does uh, space robotics so, uh, the, on the International Space Station. You see the Canada arm. That is basically designed by Nader's company. Nader works, has worked on that project. He has worked on the sending uh, projects uh, like um, sending like the Mars rover and things like that. So the guy is, uh, so Nader uh, still working, hasn't quit his job. I quit my job because I hated it. Um, oh. uh, yeah, so. So Lil Helper was started back in 2009 with, uh, with Nader and I, and we launched a company 2011, and we've been in business ever since. And um, I love what I do. I wouldn't change a thing about it. Uh, and so right now, even at this point of time, we are uh, in Costco, Toys R Us, Walmart in Canada. So the only cloth diaper to actually go mainstream in Canada, I would think. I think so. Yeah, I, those I've never seen. You're the only brand I've ever seen in any of those retailers. Yeah. So, and what is unique about us is our products obviously are I think are are great, but what makes us unique is how 
we treat our customers. And that is the integral part of our business is basically making sure that the business is customers centric. And every, every business actually says that. Mm-hmm. And, but we have implemented it in tons of different ways. And it's all when you actually see the business online, see our reviews, see what we've done. So we've created apps for customer service. So if you have a leaky diaper, we have created apps for it. If there is a, if there, you have a smelly diaper, then we have created an app for it. So basically it takes you through the whole process of figuring out why something is happening rather than just giving you these random uh, a one-page solution. Okay, if, if it's your, if the fitting is not right, this. So we have taken customer service and elevated it to a different level. Things like, have you heard about a God forbid guarantee, Bailey? No. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Because I follow you guys on, on on Instagram, so I have okay. seen that. I've seen that. I've seen you mention the God forbid policy, which you want to explain it to somebody listening. Yeah, so something like the God forbid guarantee is one small part of our business, which is uh, back in 2015, uh, there was a customer of ours who was selling her diapers. Uh, on our buy sell trade group on Facebook. And that time we were a very fairly, fairly small company, literally me and one other person in the company. And uh, she was selling the diapers and she was selling it because she had, uh, again, so I'm, I'm, for anybody who's had lost recently and would not like to, would like to skip this part, I'm just giving you a fair warning that this talks about uh, child loss and miscarriages and stillbirths. So if, Anybody wants to skip this part, please go ahead. Anyways, about six thirty if you don't want to hear about the story. Seven twenty if you want to move past this entire section. So this customer was selling her diapers because she had a stillbirth, and she was she wanted to get rid of a few colors because they were more girly, and I was distraught by it just because I knew that customer because we were a very very small company. Every order would actually be handpacked by me at that point, so I literally knew all my customers by name. And I told you, don't sell it. Don't worry about it. Don't sell it. Keep the diapers. I'm going to refund it back. Refund the money back to you. And that was basically the spark of the God forbid guarantee. Mm-hmm. That was the start of the God forbid guarantee. And now we've, we've made it an integral part of the business where and if, if you have a loss, if uh, something were to happen during the pregnancy or the birthing process and you can't use the diapers, God forbid, all you need to do is give your helper a call or email us and tell us, I want to use the God forbid guarantee. And that's it. And we refund your entire purchase amount. You can keep the diaper if you'd like. You can return it back to us, give it to a friend, do whatever you need to do at that point. To, but the idea, the, the, the whole concept is that like, we let you grieve in peace, not worrying about what to do with these damn diapers. Yes. That should not be your concern. It should not be a concern for any woman. Yeah. I was just going to say, in the in the cloth diaper community, I was looking for conversations about little helpers, and your customer service stands out as the reason people love your brand. What you offer to yeah. to families is stands out above. Um, but and ten years ago, the cloth diaper industry would have looked very different. So oh, yes. it's been a it's been a big change, hey? Yeah, absolutely, and I even. Even actually, it looked very different. The landscape was very different. But how, and it's evolving as we speak where all of these 
you see every literally every month you hear of a cloud diaper company closing down yeah uh, and that that is also a kind of a concern like it kind of bothers me in a sense and that because this and I, because we especially with the in little helper we don't look as our competitors we don't look as competition as competitors we look at them as like collaborators like so hopefully somebody else brings people onto the cloud diapering and if they don't like that choice maybe they will choose us and and i'm sure it happens with our customers where they try little helper and it's not for them and they 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 might find a good fit quote unquote with some somebody else so it's just kind of disconcerting that so many people are going out of business but i guess that i think it's an evolving business it's a new business as well yeah so. it's refreshing to hear you feel that you don't want to feel competitive in the industry. I, I just took a job with um, Nuggles Diapers, so I work yes. a little bit for Cheryl, and um, she also resonates with the same feeling of it's more about collaboration in the industry. Than yes, it's, it is, because we are, we, are, we are such a small, like, we are literally, like, we are the Davids at this point of time. Mm-hmm. And the Goliaths are these huge corporations, and... Uh, I don't know if we can even, how do we compete with these guys? Like, I'm like, even even Lil Helper right now, we are in all these big stores, but we have a very small outfit. Is it just you and Natter still, or do you have um, do you have a few employees that help you out? No, we have tons of people who work with us. We are on 30-ish people who work with us, but they're all part-time. And this is, again, a very unique thing about Lil Helper, is everybody who works in the company has been a customer of ours. So they know your product in and out. We only now hire customers. Yeah. Then hopefully they can speak that passion. No, only then because because previously I would hire people outside of the company just to do things, but then I'll have to, I have I have to instill there to them what Lil Helper stands as for a brand. Like what why do we do these things? Why is there a handwritten thank you card in each order that goes out? Why? It's not because I like to do it. It's not because something, because I want to show my customers the appreciation that I, I, we care about the business you're giving us. Yeah. But, but our customers on the other hand have been on the receiving end of this customer, this kind of customer service. So I don't have to tell them. They already know a little helper inside out. They've enjoyed our customer service. And they, when they come on the other side of the curtain, they can provide the same care for their sisters were coming in and joining the community. One of my questions here I have on my list, I think feeds into this, is that um, about your brand, is that personally I'm really passionate about supporting brands that seek out responsible manufacturing. And Mm -hmm. on your website, I read your story about how you did that and um, that relationship that you're building and seeking out the right factory. Could you talk to your manufacturing process and why that might be something listeners or purchasers should be concerned about? So now... The world I feel has become flat. There was a time when uh, manufacturer manufacturers were like these prized commodities, prized possessions. Like because now I don't know who company A's manufacturers or who makes product for, who makes this kind of product for company B. Now you can literally go on Alibaba and find out who does who makes cloth diapers. Anybody who can who who has an internet connection can go right now and find a cloth diaper or whatever else you want to manufacture in China, 
Indonesia, Vietnam, where have you? And the problem with that is that you have no idea where the product is coming from or how it is made. It is a transactional process. What I mean by a transactional process is I give you money, you give me a product. I don't know where it's coming from. I can't speak to that process. Yeah. And we did not want to do things that way because both Nado and I are conscientious people and we always thought that if I'm not comfortable putting my child into this product that I make, then I have no business selling it to anybody else. Mm -hmm. I cannot in good uh, good conscience say hey buy this product it's safe I know exactly how it's made no you can't I can't say that so that is why we sought out to go and visit factories ourselves see the process see exactly how it's done and now our fa uh, the workshops in in China where that makes a product it's not it's not a third-party vendor they are literally like family their kids <laughs> uh, their kids call me I, uh, I'm going to screw this up. Um, Susu, basically uncle. So they, everybody knows knows me. I know everybody, all of the workers. So I, when I go there, I'm eating with people in the factory. Their factory is beautiful. Like in in the sense, it's actually beautiful. Where where lunch is served to them. I'm oh, sorry, breakfast is served. Lunch is served. They have a siesta time. They're bringing kids. And they have a little kind of uh, like a little, what do you call it? Like a, a little daycare where a, a couple of grandmas look after the kids and then they'll call them when it's feeding time, kind of like when, when they want to feed or something. And so these women will go down, feed their kids, come back up to work. It's beautiful. Beautiful. Absolutely. Man, I mean, I wasn't sure what you were going to tell me, but that was not what I was expecting today. So this is so gorgeous. I can speak to it because I've also become a part of this process because I've also told you, hey guys, why can't we do this? Or oh, we don't have the funds for it. Okay, so what if I gave you a little bit of the funds and you put in a little bit of the funds and then we can do this? Because I want it this way. Because I'm comfortable selling this product coming from this place where I know there's it, it starts off in a happy spot. Yeah. And can you imagine these spot. products being made where people are not paid well? And their people are doing it under these conditions that are not not kind, or even nobody wants to come to work and they're just doing it for a paycheck. I would, uh, I, I, I seriously, I would rather not do business that way. Yeah. You can give the product to me for free, and I don't care about it. Yeah. So we don't do not even right now. Like there's a video that I made uh, not too long ago that says that we were, uh, talks to the point like why I rejected working with a factory. Uh, to make trainers, uh, uh, these reusable trainers. Uh, mm -hmm. Yeah, cloth trainers. Yeah. So for one simple reason, you want to guess the reason what it could be? Well, you, the, the factory wasn't, I, I'm just assuming that it wasn't up to your, it wasn't that community in the factory, hey? No, they didn't have soap in the washroom. They didn't have soap, one, yeah. And I had spent months and hours and hours of working with the factory, figuring it out, how to do the this and that. And the end was basically there was no soap in the, uh, in the washroom. And there was only one washroom in the entire workshop. Yeah. And, I, and it could be a cultural thing where they don't wash their hands after they use the washroom. And, I, and again, I'm nobody to judge their culture. Again, I'm not comfortable doing business 
with a factory that does not with the people who do not wash their hands when they're making a product which is so intimate mm-hmm. it's so intimate of a product as somebody who is paying money to get a product manufactured then i have the right to walk away saying that i'm not comfortable doing this whatever that culture is it's not for me to point out is right or wrong but i'm not comfortable doing business that way yeah yeah fascinating also gorgeous i love hearing your story about your manufacturing and 10 years ago right you would have been introducing one of the first modernized cloth diapers into the industry right there wasn't no, not true no not really i, I again i uh, well, one of the first was there wasn't much, was there? Not to the extent that there is today. There, there were bum genius. Uh, okay. The bum genius was there. Fuzzy buns. There. Fuzzy buns was there. Things have really changed and evolved, but at that time, it's not. It wasn't nearly the same extent. Yeah. Hey. So yeah. So and again, we kind of sought to make cloth diapers not only easy, simple, but approachable. Yeah. Less intimidating. So when you look, you look at our. Our uh, website, everything is there. There is no selling. We don't sell products. Like I even right now, I'm I'm a crappy salesman. So <laughs> even when, even when I go out and do a show once in a while, you know, these people who tell, okay, now you after you give them how to do the spiel, now yeah. you close the sale. Okay? And I would I would say like, why do I need to close the sale? If they want it, they'll buy it. <laughs> if not now, then tomorrow. If not tomorrow, then maybe. In a month's time, why do I need to close the sale? Because I don't like being pressured into it. And why would I do something to somebody else that I don't like being done to me? Yeah. I was thinking earlier in the conversation, I had popped up the question in my head of uh, where did you get your customer service skills being in um, aerospace engineer background? But obviously, you don't have the sales background. So what inspired you to be? Is this just like a family upbringing to be this amazing customer service? It's actually, I have tears in my eyes right now, but I'll tell you this, <laughs> this story. Uh, when I was growing up, my dad is a, has a surgical shop in India. Mm-hmm. So what that surgical, what surgical means actually is uh, in uh, they sell like uh, home healthcare products. Okay. And people would come into the store and buy wheelchairs and walkers and things like that. So basically they're coming into the store when they're not at the best point in their lives, right? Because why would you need one of those things? Somebody has been injured or they're at home recovering, whatnot, whatnot. Mm-hmm. And they would come into the store and my dad, there would be these people around him. He owned the business and he would talk very rudely to the customers. My dad would. And as a child, I would go to the store a lot. And I would always, I did not, uh, and I asked my dad one day when I had the courage, because my dad was a very strict man, would speak very little to us and things like that, kind of old school kind of a guy. But he was a softy, I knew, because I would see him like, if you watch a movie, he'd be the first one to cry and things like that. So I knew he was a softy at heart. And I would tell him, dad, like, why do you speak to these guys this way? They are your customers. I say, I, I don't want to be attached to them too much, because I can't. Because if they tell me their story, then I'm too attached to them. And I can't do business that way. Does that make sense to you? No. So basically, they would, so these people, some of them were poor. And India is not a very, at least in the 90s, it was not a rich country. Now they are, we are okay, doing okay. So people would sometimes come and say, they don't have money for do this. Can you reduce the price? 
and he would basically build this wall around himself so people would not talk to him mm. and i always thought when i if and when i would have a business i would do it very differently yeah so if if somebody talks to me even right now if somebody emails me and tells me oh i'm in this position i can't do this i'm going to give them the product for free and i do it still to this day but i do i i instead of what he did i want to do it the other way around where i want to we will help us a vulnerable company you want to scam us i will give you 10 show you 10 10, 10 ways how you can scam us right now kill them with kindness right back at you yeah and if you want to do it it's upon you you can sleep well at night doing that so even right now if um, people who 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 see the company from outside when i tell them about the the god forbid guarantee and i tell them oh, all they need to do is call us and or email us and tell us they want to use the god forbid guarantee so and they, the first question they ask me is how do you know whether they are telling the truth i don't care no i don't care if they are telling me the truth if somebody is lying to me about the child dying then they really really need that money yeah so i don't have to do any kind of checking on my end it's upon them and i'm sure people have lied about it but that's not for you to worry about it no no i don't care i sleep like a baby at night and that's what how the business is i tell everybody do not do anything that will not let you sleep at night that great advice and i think um i wanted one of the things i also want to talk about was your you donate one diaper for every three bought correct is that part of this this passion the story of yours of giving yeah, back and again this part was like how do we make cloth diapering more accessible and i think to tell you the truth i feel that that part of our business that uh, the donation part of the business the baby diaper part i think that hasn't worked well no No, I don't think it it works well, and I'm going to. St- I I think we're going to stop it very soon. Yeah, fair enough, and that that evolves, right? And you learn. Yeah, it evolves, and yeah, yeah. And, and and we've always kind of had this thing that we we are no geniuses. We kind of do our best, and we come up with the best thing that we we know at this point of time. Yeah, and we are going to evolve the business, mm-hmm. and we are not married to anything. If you tell me tomorrow, you know what? um there are, i have found three materials that work better than the materials you are using i'm going to see it i'm going to check it and i'm going to adapt to it i'm not going i'm not married to anything um on that kind of that kind of leads to one of my questions here was um you guys just recently introduced a bamboo insert right like in no. the, the last couple of years no no a bamboo insert so we started our original offering were three types of distinct diapers the charcoal diaper the bamboo diaper and the cotton diaper okay and we found out that the charcoal was by far the most popular so we pared down our choices to only the charcoal and the bamboo as an additional option if you want okay so the kind of bamboo insert that, that is available right now is is uh, newish but we always had a bamboo insert So again the product evolves right we made the product we changed the product uh, as we find better alternatives to making it like to uh, the better alternatives to the materials to the construction process so the bamboo insert has always been there okay it has it has taken a different uh, gotcha. the different 
avatar or but I, I don't know if you're talking about the bamboo insert or the bamboo boosters well one of the biggest complaints that i was seeing on the web about your diapers is that you primarily used a microfiber insert that people were getting frustrated with so mm -hmm. i was just wondering when the bamboo but then i was on your website and i noticed that you had a bamboo product so i was kind of so, wondering. so, so we've always used microfiber with our diapers yeah but they are but uh, since the beginning we never had microfiber exposed yeah it's wrapped right it's always wrapped because i don't like the how it how it feels against the skin no yucky so we've always had that and we've kind of again we've been open about it and there's no whatever we do we we keep an open slate about it so even on if you go to our youtube channel i open each and every product up that we have mm -hmm. and i show what's inside how we manufacture it each and every product there's no exception so i want my customers to be a part of this process i want engaged customers we are not selling a product i'm not saying bye 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 and then boom we are out you are out i'm out so we want our customers to be engaged with us every product is evolving we do our best to put out a product in the market and it with feedback we change it gotcha to give you an example we introduced um a breast pad mm -hmm. we've got excellent feedback for it but a lot of moms were telling me that it works great for the day but in the night because they are not if they if they are not feeding and they are obviously then they leak through then they need something to basically give them more absorption during the night and the coverage is not enough for women who are um big big chested yeah uh, for the time lack of a better word <laughs> yeah pretty much okay so okay so so we need another solution for that to address that problem so we made we evolved if we got another uh, we we got feedback from our customers and made them an overnight breast pad so <laughs> we always evolving our products are not perfect nothing is you mentioned charcoal bamboo and I just know charcoal as being something kind of gimmicky. What so charcoal bamboo again, it's that's that's a misnomer. Charcoal okay. bamboo is not a good way of actually calling it. So we do not call it charcoal bamboo. Okay. So what should I? What's it? What is it? What should I? You, it is, in 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 actuality, so we call it charcoal fabric. Okay. There is no when you test the material, there is no discernible bamboo in it because bamboo is just um it, you think of it as like a coloring agent it is less than 0.5% and anything that is in a material is less than 0.5% you can't put it on the kind of the ingredients okay. so it's almost like a coloring agent the 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 the, the, the amount of charcoal bamboo that goes into the making of the material is almost like a coloring agent okay but it gives it gives it the property of stay dry hypoallergenic all of that but so you can't actually when you say bamboo then you are saying oh it's like you can it's like almost calling like a sandwich chicken sandwich and there's literally like one tiny piece of chicken in it okay so, why you calling it a chicken so it's sandwich? just a it's just a charcoal insert and the charcoal is just a, a coloring agent is that what i'm understanding it's not, it, you think of it like a coloring agent only that much is actually in there okay 
but so think of it like when you make a when you make a pot of stew you have like maybe a, a 2 liter pot of stew but how much salt are you putting in there not very much yeah not very much it's probably a two or three pinches right yeah. so that is the amount of charcoal bamboo that actually goes into the manufacturing of the material so then it's just a, a fleece yeah it's basically a fleece Okay. So that's why we do not call it charcoal bamboo. Anybody who calls it charcoal bamboo, either, again, I hate to say it, either is lying or they don't know the product. Probably they just don't know the product. I like, say. was my mistake here. And why, why do you think this is one of your most popular products? You mentioned that earlier. Again, because I think we've listened to our customers. <laughs> <laughs> we've listened to our customers where our customers told us it's a good product. We didn't realize it was a good product in the start. It was one part of our offering. So, yeah. and then we customers would only come, would come back for the charcoal saying it saw their baby's diaper ashes and it helped them, uh, uh, it doesn't smell as bad as the other diapers and all of that. I'm like, okay, we have all really right. onto something. So you just run with it. We, yeah, we, yeah. We, we listen. Hearing and listening are two different things. Hearing is okay. It's like a, almost like a passive way of doing things. Okay, I hear you. Mm-hmm. But you, so even like right now, the way this interview is going, you are not hearing me. You are listening to me. You are, you are actively hearing me. So you don't have a list of prepared questions and you're just rattling them off and I'm answering them and then moving on. So you are basically, you have your list, but you are still listening to where the conversation is going and you're picking up on it. So that is what we do with our customers as well. I don't know if you know this, but my phone number, my cell phone number is published everywhere. I give it to each and every one of my customers, to my Costco customers, to my Walmart customers, to my Toys R Us customers. Each and every one of my customer has my personal cell phone number. And the pur purpose is that if something goes wrong, call and yell at me. <laughs> this keeps me on my toes as well. Because I am now directly answerable. I'm not behind some shield like my dad had created between himself and his customers. So, but does that, does that, how does that impact your family life? How does that impact your day-to-day -day life? Do you find this that is, you're... So this is not, so Lil Helper is not something, this is not a, uh, a job. This is what I do. Okay. And my family understands it. My family supports it. Sophia, so I don't know, again, uh, our daughter Zara is visually impaired. Uh, so we had decided, uh, so Sophia decided, my, my wife decided she's going to stay at home and be the stay-at-home parent with Zara. Mm -hmm. And as it happened, basically I quit my job and I'm, I stayed back at home as well. And I, we, I'm here, but if a phone call comes at 10 o'clock in the night and the phone is next to me, I'm going to walk out of the bedroom and answer the call and talk to my customers. Because, because when, when you take money from a customer, that's not only money. It's not, we do not treat it as a transaction. It is a contract, a promise that you make to them that I'm going to take care of you. A relationship. You're building our relationships. Yeah, that money is just basically a way to kind of feed the feed the beast, but it's more more than that. And I we take it as an obligation to be to do the right thing. And it, and you find that it doesn't impact your family life. You're 
makes the label to be no effective. i don't think it does if anything okay. it makes it 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 actually basically our whole business revolves around i uh, sorry our whole life in a way revolves around lil helper our yes. business lil helper is me i am lil helper yeah this is exactly why leanne's been begging me to to get you on the phone and hear your story it's it's gorgeous it's beautiful this is my favorite story i've heard in in months um i don't i don't have any other questions for you um thank you unbelievably so for sharing your story you guys are so open on the internet like on your website i was like i don't know what else i'm gonna learn from muhammad today but i yeah actually, i don't think i told you anything new in a way i'm all of the everything it'll say even like how i'll tell you uh, this thing maybe uh, there's a video that i made about it even how we quit how i was allowed to quit my job mm-hmm. that feeds into the whole how the trust issue is not only with our customers we have trust amongst us ourselves as well so nader and i both had jobs which paid equal amount of money to us so obviously and the little helper at that point was not making enough money to kind of pay my salary so we said that okay one person has to quit uh, their job to actually make sure that the helper is working well mm-hmm. so i said okay you know what let's both of us quit it so we have the same amount of risk but then there's not enough work for two people and plus who is going to feed our families so i was the person who was more kind of unhappy at my job so we decided again this was my dad's suggestion that one of you quit your job and the other person pays the the one who quits his job half his salary yeah so i quit my job nader paid me half his salary after taxes in cash every month on the 30th and he yeah. did it for one and a half year to actually make the company sustainable you have an amazing relationship with nader hey yeah yeah so <laughs> yeah so i give this as an example of our trust with each other yeah nader takes out 10000 dollars from the bank and tells me hey mohan i i took the 10000 dollars i was going to go and buy x amount of things for the company and i lost the money i would not doubt for a second that nader is selling me the truth or no i would be mad at him for being stupid enough to lose the money <laughs> but i would not doubt for a second that he actually lost the money yeah he's telling me the truth that's a beautiful relationship but and an amazing friendship like to have found somebody into uh, in your life like that right yeah i even right now as i'm talking about it i'm like uh, <laughs> i'm i'm crying yeah. <laughs> yeah i just listening to your story of that relationship is just incredible i think that's something we all yearn for in another yeah yeah no it's it's uh, and we not not to say that we are, we we fight and we Well yeah that would come with a relationship. Yeah it comes we are like we basically not a Sophie always so we my wife always said and not is your first wife. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like it it does. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah well yeah you guys are so open everything on the web but you know what sometimes sharing a story a different way through through voice or through a podcast um has a lot of power too. No and we really, actually to tell you the truth I've done it done these things a few times but this has also been kudos to you for actually having a, a beautiful open way of communicating and being prepared so our youtube channel is pretty entertaining uh yeah. and it's, again it's for inf- entertainment first information there so do that
<laughs> well, thank you so much. Um, have a great day and a great holiday season. Enjoy that. And Merry Christmas to you, baby, and I'll, I'll hopefully talk to you soon. Okay, if you didn't cry like I did, I don't know if you're human. You guys, that was a beautiful story, and I am so glad that I listened to my dear friend Leanne for kicking me in the pants to get Muhammad on the phone, because... Oh, man, guys. And now you know, every time someone accuses Little Helpers for being a cheapy write-off, rebranded cheapy, you can kick them in the pants because this brand is so much more than anything that anyone assumes just by looking at the product. It is a love story, a passion product, something that a lot of heart and soul and dedication goes to, into every day. And, oh... I had to run out and buy a set myself. So I've got a little helpers in the wash right now. I've been trying to figure out when to use it because we're not really using a lot of diapers with hashtag team potty training. So who knows? If you would like to be on the Cloth Diaper Podcast, just send me an email, bailey at clothdiaperpodcast.com. I'm always looking for new guests, whether a retailer, brand, regular mom, someone who knows something about textile manufacturing, somebody who knows something about overseas manufacturing, CPSIA, tons of topics related to cloth diapering that I'm always looking for guests and recommendations on. You can follow the Cloth Diaper Podcast on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, and join our Cloth Diaper Addicts group. I am also going to encourage you to hit that subscribe button to your whatever you're listening to this on, whether it's Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or YouTube. Thanks for joining me. Bye.